Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This week on The Art of Improvement, I have Hugh Edwards talking about the Profitable Purpose Program. And he says, if you have felt like maybe you've had great jobs, great success, gone to the greatest schools, but you still don't feel happy, maybe you need to find your purpose. You're going to love what Hugh has to say. My conversation with Hugh Edwards is coming up next on The Art of Improvement. Thank you so much for listening to The Art of Improvement. I have somebody in here that I absolutely absolutely love, but he's got a bigger story to tell. Hugh Edwards. Hello. Thank you for coming back. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be back here. So there's a little bit of background. I've talked to you a couple of times before because you are a person that is like the definition of entrepreneur. You've had businesses in the past. Can you talk about that a little before we get started? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first thing I would say is, um, it's it, it. I find it amazing and funny that you think of me as an entrepreneur. Uh. And the reason I say that is that I, I don't think I was an entrepreneur for a long time. Like I never had the lemonade stand. Like I never like mowed lawns as a teenager. But you started a thousand businesses. I, I have, but it, and this is this is what I you know I love to share to people, and I think it's so powerful is that I started my entrepreneurial journey at thirty five years old, which some people will say I was thought so late. I know other people will say, well, that's still so early. They've become an entrepreneur when they were 50 or 60. You can become an entrepreneur at any age. It, you're, and it's never too late. Thank you uh, for saying that. No, yes. but it, it really is. Um, and then because it's then it's how you commit to it and how you show up. And in a very short period, you know, people like you, you know, refer to me as a serial entrepreneur. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's how and I it think started of you, yes. with, It started with one, you know, I think you may have mentioned it was the, the business Jungle Disc, which we bought in a carve out from Rackspace. Um, and that was fantastic. And we did a, a secondary offering of that last year where all our investors exited and new investors came in and combined Jungle Disc with three other companies. And so that was a wonderful six-year journey, so much personal learning, uh, so much growth and wonderful outcomes for the people, the investors, uh, for all involved. What you, you know, how I, when I was on here before, it was also, that also spawned another business, Cyber Fortress, the InsureTech. And I think I came on a couple of times, yes, you, did. you know, speaking at length about that. Uh, which was a fascinating journey, and we we shot we we you know aimed for the moon, and we we went big, and we raised VC money, and we shot you know we we went for it, and we didn't succeed, um, and it's taken me a while to say, and that's okay, um, yes, um, and I still remember the moment when we shut the business down and laid everyone off, and I remember speaking to one of my investors, I re-raised VC money. We took money from investors and who didn't get a return back. And I remember them saying to me, Hugh, this is the bet we make. We make invest in several companies in, you know, 10 companies and we expect only two or three will be successful. Um, we believe you had a big vision. You went for that vision. You know, there wasn't a market opportunity and there wasn't in the end, we didn't find the product market fit. Um, but that was a fantastic piece of that journey. It's funny that you... S- 
it when you talk about it, it feels like you're over the fe- the devastation that you probably felt that mm-hmm. it, that you let people down and lost. I mean, I don't even know how to put it. You know, they didn't have any. You know, they weren't going to gain any money mm-hmm. back from their investment. But it's so funny because who else but an entrepreneur <laughs> would would like feel like, oh my gosh, you know, I've got to succeed at everything except for you. Because <laughs> in your past, it, I feel like you did succeed at everything. I did. And, and that was probably one of the most challenging pieces of this. Like I have always got the job that I wanted. I always got the promotion. Um, I went from success to success, climbing a corporate ladder, an education ladder, you know, an achievement ladder, you know, of, you know, Ivy League success or, you know, high achiever success. And it was last December, uh, we'd shut the business down and I had a little identity crisis. I failed, therefore I'm a failure. And it took me some work to get over that, that I failed. That it doesn't make me an, a failure. I am not a failure. I did something, I tried, I failed. Um, and since then, I always love the, I, I, I'm reminded by um, uh, Thomas Edison uh, failed, I think it was like 9,999 right. times making a light bulb. Yep. And it was on the 10,000th time that it worked. So every one of those failures is a step. And that's for me now, I, it led, it was a great gift for me, this failure, because it led me to, on a journey to figure out why I do what I do and what really drives me. And so that brings us to today. (laughs) What are you doing today? Well, so I had this moment, I had a formative moment, uh, you know, almost a decade ago. We might have talked about it on the previous episode of the podcast where I worked at Bridgewater Associates, the biggest hedge fund in the world. And I thought it was my dream job of dream jobs. And it was horrible. It was miserable. It was painful. I was criticized all minutes of all days, and I couldn't rise above that criticism. And I felt like a caged animal. I was in an office where I had security cameras everywhere and phones locked up and all this. And I still remember, you know, one day I decided like, you know, enough's enough. I'm, you know, truthfully, one day I, I was driving to work and I said to myself, I want to crash my car. Into <laughs> okay, got it. I was okay. going to ask because no, no, every, no, no. Uh, it, so many people come to that point, but they... Just stay there. You well, did it not. Was, and it was it was really a real like I didn't want to end things. I just didn't want to go to work that day. What could what could tie me up all day in urgent care or fixing a car? <laughs> and did. so when I walked into the office the next day and um and spoke to my boss and said I quit, he said something that that no one had ever said to me in that situation before. He said, What is your framework for quitting? Only at a beautiful place like Bridgewater that is so principled and everything is operated on frameworks and mental models. And it forced me. And I was like, well, why am I quitting? You know, because it sucks. Like, what's the framework? And it forced (laughs) me to take a step back and say, well, what do I value? And what is my experience in at work? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
And I realized that I value flexibility. I value being emotionally present with my family. I value connecting meaningfully with the end customer. And I wasn't, you know, getting any of those. And so that made the decision easy to quit. So fast forward now, the startup fails. It's Christmas 2021. Oh my gosh. And I have, I, I really had a moment where it was my Austin Powers moment. Yes. I, I, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, I, I've lost my mojo. <laughs> yes, check. I get it. Yeah, and I looked because this was a confusing one because I was like, I've spent the last six years on, a, on two entrepreneurial journeys where I have had flexibility and autonomy. I've been able to spend time with my family. I've been able to do work and connect with the customers and whatever, you know, and I've created visions. And, but it's like I could, I'd had some highs. And then it had some lows and I was like, I couldn't make sense of it. And it led me on this path to this figure out, but why am I here? The why question, right? And I think the why question is challenging because it's, it, it's almost a red herring. It's like the question, and we're going to talk, my, my program is around purpose. But the question, what is my purpose, is an impossible question. You ask that question as if everybody asks that question. And I don't think everybody does because... Otherwise, the world would fall apart <laughs> because then there would be no one to sit at the desks from 830 to 530 or, you know, work on the weekends. But it's so painful when you do ask yourself that question. Well, I think that is that's a wonderful insight there, because I think that question lingers in the back and I think it's suppressed. Um, and I think there are moments of rock bottom like me with the car, you know, at the hedge fund where it's suddenly the pain is so much that it forces you, what is my purpose? Or asks, forces that question. But I think the question is a challenging one because it's like, well, I don't know what my purpose is. And so I went on, I started to explore this idea of gifts, that it's not just so much, and specifically, I read a Pablo Picasso quote, and the quote goes this, the meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. Okay, explain how that quote fit into your life. So it transformed that question because it, it, it had a, an amazing insight in there, which is this idea that we all have a unique gift. And if you go to the religious text, they usually have some idea of this. If you go, you know, in the Vedic texts, the idea of Dharma, the idea we each here for a reason, we have a unique unique gift, a unique thing that is uniquely ours to give to others. And I've always had that inclination that, they, you know, and, and it's not just arrogance. I think we all do that we're special. There's something like I'm different to other people. I have a little something that's special. So, but the gift is a, is a wonderful frame and it's like, oh, I have a gift. It's a gift that I've received this thing. That, that's my way of approaching, but it's something I need to give. And that's where that quote hit me so hard because it's like figuring out that I have a gift brings so much meaning. It's like, oh, when I figured out what my gift was, I said it's, I could suddenly make sense of the highs and lows of my entrepreneurial journey. And then, oh, if I know what my gift is, but I'm in a job where I'm not giving it, I'm gonna be miserable. You're gonna feel dead. You're gonna feel dead. Okay, so what is your gift? and? Are you going to give it to everybody? <laughs> Please well, this tell is me. the fascinating thing. And so I, 
it started with I, I a little the beginning of the path was Simon Sinek. He has a, an attempt at this, which I think is reasonably good. Start with why and a process to try to figure out your why. But it was it was incomplete to me, and I got turned on to this idea of a core gift. Um, and this beautiful work by Bruce Anderson over 40 years of exploring this idea that every one of us has a core gift and a way to bring it out in a two-hour interview of 19 questions. And so I did, I, I, I participated in one of these interviews to find my core gift. And the beautiful thing about, I've taken a lot of psychometric personality tests in my, in my life, <laughs> particularly at, the, at Bridgewater. Myers-Briggs, you know, Strengths yeah. Finder, all these things. And those tests are interesting, right? They ask you questions and then they try to bucket you to allow you to create insight, but they're putting you in a box. They're categorizing, they're labeling you. With a core gift interview, you're asked questions and you answer in your words and there's no bucketing. And, uh -huh. and those words are synthesized to, to bubble up your gift. So, my core gift, which I'll share right now, these were the words I used when I was answering the 19 questions. So my core gift is helping people live a meaningful life. And I give it by helping them understand that their thoughts create their reality, that what they appreciate, appreciates in value. And I inspire infinite possibilities to enable them to take, make relentless forward progress. And those were all my words when someone was asked me, well, why do you care about that? Why is that important? And when I heard it, it made sense. When we were building Cyber Fortress, we believed we were helping small businesses live a meaningful life. I was helping, I was inspiring possibilities with VCs, with insurance companies. I was painting an idea of this world that of, a, of an idea that could become a reality. And so, and then the moment when we were not succeeding, when we didn't find product market fit, we were no longer helping people. Yeah. And then yeah. when we were struggling and now my role as the CEO is that what I realized is like, my role is to inspire for Hugh. My gift is inspiring. When it comes to making the trains run on time, that's not my gift. How do you though, how would a person, you have done lots of studying, obviously about who you are, what you want, where you're going, how you're going to help people. But how does the average Karen <laughs> get mm -hmm. to that point? I mean, I so relate to what you did and I get it. And, um, but sometimes it's easier. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Sometimes it's easier to just drive into the wall. <laughs> do you know Absolutely. what I mean? Yes. So how do you get out of that position? I mean, you know, not really driving to the wall, but how do you say, I need to find out what I need to do. And you're right. There is no age limit on this. No. So this is where, this is the past decade that I realized um, I'd been on this quest. And I had pieced together the way to do this on myself. And what I've done is organize that into a journey that anyone can take. Um, and it takes, you know, I take people through the, 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 the journey of clarity about their purpose in six weeks. Wow, that's right? amazing. And I've had these amazing outcomes. And it's, you know, for me, lots of people talk about values. Lots of people talk about gifts or the why. There are lots of people who talk and teach around manifesting and visioning. 
And I didn't see anyone who put them together in the way that I have here. And it's this combination of harnessing your core gift to that aligns with your values. That's not going to this is not going to take you away from the things that are important to you. Maybe it's family, maybe it's community or faith and leads you towards a vision. It's not about the destination. I'm that person that so many, we've constantly been chasing the destination. It is about the journey, but it's also about horizon. It's about going somewhere. And so I take my clients in a, in a you know, in a step-by-step program um, through this journey. So have you had any people that came and said, I am going to take the journey that did not reach (laughs) what their gift is? Or I know that that's such a negative question, but. You know, uh, so far, no, because the the gift is so underlying. You you give it without realizing, you just don't know it. So it's a huge eye opener. For some people, it's like, oh, I knew that. It makes sense. Or somebody's like, oh my God, it all makes sense now. And I think some of these things, everyone thinks they have values. And I say this, you know, I'll say to someone, well, there are two examples there. I'll say to someone, don't tell me what you value. Show me your calendar. And I'll tell you what you've, <laughs> what, I tell you what your calendar says you value. That is so funny. Um, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Don't go any further. How do people get in touch with you? Okay. You've got to tell everybody. Absolutely. So um, you can follow me on LinkedIn. That is where I share a lot of content and education. And that's Hugh Edwards, H-U-W Edwards on LinkedIn. I also have a website. Uh, It's easy to remember. It's h3.xyz. And on that website, you can learn about my program. Um, and and also, if it resonates, book a free call with me. And I'm happy to hop on a call with anyone um, to help them explore, you know, what purpose would look like for them. And whether they decide to work with us and join this program uh, or not, the goal of that call is to help them get to clarity. Isn't it funny? Oh, it, could you give the website again just so that people know? Absolutely. H3.xyz. And look, if you're inspired by this conversation today, like I said, you can book a call with me directly at freecall.h3.xyz. And we'll hop on a call and, you know, spend an hour exploring, you know, your dreams and what your purpose could look like for you. Do you think, um, gosh, we only have a few minutes, but do you think that the whole lockdown <laughs> has had the same effect on so many people because they realized when they went home and stayed home and worked from home that they just didn't like what they were doing anymore? I think it is, it is, it is a, an amazing thing that has come out of the, you know, the lockdowns. Um, the, the world of work has changed and it's forced people to really look at what they value. Um, one of the first things I teach people, and I often do one hour, you know, teach, you know, masterclasses on LinkedIn, is if you can get clear on your values and start to unashamedly make decisions according to those values today, you will feel better. And that's, I think, in some ways what people are doing. They are being clear what they value. So when they're being asked, come back to the office to say, no, I value flexibility and family. And so ironically, there's this bad framing of quiet quitting, I think this is a, a sign of empowerment. I think this is a sign of people saying no. And so what the next stage of quiet, quiet quitting, which is going to come over this next you know, year, five years, 10 years, is people, what are people saying yes to? I, I think that it's funny because uh, when you mentioned quiet quitting, um, there are a lot of people 
quiet quitting their jobs. But um, what, you know, I don't think that you can quiet quit without having to quit your job, actually, <laughs> and mm-hmm. because so many companies can't find people to hire. And so that in itself is a dilemma. Like you say, I'm not going to participate in this. I'm not going back into the office, but it's still not a decision mm-hmm. because you're still there, even though you're not physically in a building. That's not the answer, right? Um, yes. And I think the other side that's gonna gonna push this is we are in a recession, right? And we're this is going this these layoffs are not going to end. So the quiet quitting and then being comfortable like having quiet quit in that job, that that is going to go away as well. There's a new forcing mechanism, you know, the the stick that's then gonna guide them towards the carrot of purpose of like, what do I really want to do? How do I want to have a meaningful impact? Or the best question, you know, how can I be of service? And so um, no decision really kind of is going to be, it's, you're right. Work is changing because even if you don't make a decision, things are so, so quickly changing that that decision might be made for you. Exactly. And in, in a way that's so painful and so lame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you but just also, wait. I think the other thing as well is that, I don't know, I'm sure some of your listeners, if you've ever taken time off and sat around all day and not done anything. Um, after doing that for a few days, like you start to want to do something, right? There's like, <laughs> there could be feelings of inadequacy. You start to judge yourself, to shame yourself. But also it's like, we are growth beings. We want to expand and grow and learn. And so that downtime will, without a doubt, also force the, well, what am I going to do? I've, I've cre- I, I now have space. I now have space to fill it with something. And how do I go about that? So your course um, takes six weeks. So the clarity piece takes six weeks. Um, I uh, When people join, they have to join for three months because the second part of the course then is then how to take that clarity to decide, am I going to quit my job? Or am I going to start a side hustle? Am I going to buy a business? And do I buy it now while I still have the other job? Or And so that, that doesn't take, that could take three months, six months, 12 months. And so there's an ongoing journey where then I help people, you know, now take that purpose and find the vessel to make it a profitable purpose. So can you possibly tell us the story of maybe one of your clients? Just, I mean, you don't have to name names, but how it came about for them? Yeah, so I had one client who was a total achiever, an entrepreneur, had built a successful business and was stagnant. And basically lost all momentum, motivation regarding work. And was basically, when we started working together, was saying, look, I just, I think I just want to go and go to the beach. I want to maybe sell the company and sit on a beach. And we worked together and we helped him find his why, his gift. And at the time when I met him, he had a bunch of offers from private equity firms and others. Three months after working together, he calls me. He's like, Hugh, I can't tell you. Uh, I'm engaged. If it was eight days in a week, I'd work eight days a week. I suddenly know why I'm doing what I'm doing. I've said no to all the offers apart from one, which was totally different where I'm going to partner and build this whole new thing with them. And so just getting that clarity of their of his gift really enabled him to make decisions. It reignited his passion and his momentum. Um, and he's just a lot happier. That is, I think is the bottom line. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I even, I even look at you and I say, wow, 
this is a different you. <laughs> I feel like, I really do feel like there's a new shine. Well, thank you. And so I've had a wonderful entrepreneurial journey, but now I feel like I'm doing my life's work. And I heard Rory Vaden speak once and he said, you are most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. And that was a light bulb moment for me because then I realized, oh, becoming a transformation coach, leading people like me on this journey is not me settling for something. This is my highest good. This is, I am uniquely positioned to help people like me who have achieved so much and are so miserable and have so much potential for happiness and fulfillment. Uh, I, I don't need to wish you luck because who doesn't want this? <laughs> you, can you tell everybody how to find you again in any way you can? Absolutely. So the first place to go, h3.xyz. And that's my website. You can find uh, uh, contact information to book a call and learn more about the program. And then find me on LinkedIn, Hugh, H-U-W, Edwards. Um, uh, I post content you know, regularly, share insights and all the learnings I have uh, with the community there. You have to promise me you're going to come back in at least six months, okay? Absolutely. I'll be back. We can we can make it a regular series. <laughs> okay. Also, you're going to have a podcast yourself, right? I, I am, exactly. The Profitable Purpose Show. And they're going to be following people's journeys of from overwhelm, from feeling adrift, from burnt out to a place of meaning, fulfillment, and purpose. Ugh, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much, Karen. It's been an absolute delight. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.